Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Learn American English with this guy. Episode 41, already at 41. So today's episode is going to be all about the basics. And on the YouTube channel, I have made a couple videos so far called Starter Packs. And of course, I will introduce them in the actual segments. But a starter pack is like it sounds. It's to get you started. So even though you might have been studying English for many months or many years, I think you will find some of this beneficial. I think you will find some of these helpful. I talk about different ways to say hello, different ways to say goodbye, different ways to say thank you. And I also go over numbers, letters, excuse me, and colors. But even if you know all of the colors and all of the numbers, I do give some interesting facts for each one. So I hope you enjoy the two starter packs I've put on today's podcast. And I thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome back to another video. In today's video, what I would like to offer is an English starter pack. And when I say the term starter pack, it's a term used in English to get someone started doing something. For instance, there's this game called Fortnite. I think it's pretty popular all over the world. And you can buy a starter pack. And in that starter pack for this game where you fight other people, they give you a weapon and they give you an outfit to wear just to get you started on your journey playing Fortnite. At the beginning of each new school year, a student might get a starter pack and might have some paper, some pencils, just stuff to get you started. So that's what I want to do here for this video is talk about an English starter pack. And I think there will be a couple different ones, but very basic terms, not necessarily for a beginner, but these will give you some examples of other ways on how to say goodbye, how to say hello, how to say thank you. In the future, I would like to do one with the alphabet, some with colors, some with numbers, but give like a little fact 
after maybe for each one. So you could be a beginner watching this and I think you will get something out of it. I also think you could be a more advanced learner and still get something from these videos that I'm calling starter packs. Before we get too far into this video, I would like to give a couple shout outs. Shout outs. If you're not familiar with that term in English, it's letting someone know they are appreciated, like giving them some recognition, like, hey, thank you, and letting everybody know. So it's a shout out. I have four countries I would like to give shout outs to, and the number one country watching this channel right now is Russia. So if you are watching from Russia, thank you so much. Number two is Italy. Thank you guys so much. And number three is Brazil. So even if you are not watching from one of those countries, I thank you so much for watching. And I've only been going on this channel for a month. And so I don't have a, a breakdown of all the countries who are watching, but I've got about 13, I think, that have been named. And I think I've mentioned them all. I think I've mentioned Vietnam and that country is in the top 13, but I haven't mentioned Kazakhstan, and you guys are officially in the top 13 for countries watching this channel, and I just wanna thank everybody watching from Kazakhstan, maybe Almaty, seems like a beautiful city. Thank you so much for watching. And again, whoever is watching from whichever country, thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you're getting something out of these videos. And then a couple individuals who are always commenting on these videos and making me feel like they are actually helping some people. Um, so thank you so much. I hope I say these correctly. Mr. Kurokoshin, Mr. Kurokoshin, I believe he's from Ukraine. Thank you so much. Vladimir, thank you from Russia. Alex A. I got in contact with him. He was one of the winners from last week and we are gonna sit down and talk for a half an hour and hopefully I can help him with a little bit of English. And he is watching from Iraq, so thank you very much, Alex, Alex A. And then Igor, mentioned him before from Ukraine. He's always commenting, so thank you so much. And Danello, Danello, I hope I'm saying that right, and Skiff. Skiff, S-K-I-F. These guys are always commenting, thank you so much. And I also have a breakdown of which gender is watching. And by far, it's guys. I think it's like 85% guys, 15% women. Sorry, I guess it's not that appealing to the women, but thank you guys for watching so much. So, if you are just starting out with English, feel free to say hello to everybody. But in today's episode, I wanna give you some other ways to mix it up a little bit when you say hello to someone. So of course there's the formal hello, and then there's the more informal hi or hey. And in English, we don't have a formal pronoun 
versus a non or an informal pronoun like they might in French like um, was it to is informal and vous is more formal and in Italian they have to for more friendly and then lay as more informal more polite we don't have that in English but we do say things differently like we might put more of an inflection on what we say meaning we will almost ask a question when we're trying to be polite um, even when it's not a question so the the last part of what we say will be a little bit higher um, so if you're talking to your boss you might speak a little bit more slowly and a little bit higher pitch if you're speaking to your grandmother again a little more slowly a little higher pitch most of the ways I tell you today on how to say hello these are going to be informal like for instance you're not going to say what's up to your grandmother or your boss so just keep that in mind when we go through these hellos it's definitely more informal five ways to say hello other than saying hello so I already talked about that hi hey those definitely work for informal one of my favorites is what's up what's up it's a nice casual way to greet a friend to greet somebody you know pretty well hey what's up number two is what are you doing but we don't say it like that and I'll, I'll probably write it how we say it but what you doing what you doing what you doing hey what you doing and you can combine some of these two like hey what, what you doing hello yeah you really wouldn't mix hello what you doing that doesn't sound right but something very casual and you can always stick especially if you're a guy watching this we often stick a man at the end like hey what you doing man what you doing man but there's a little bit of an inflection there at the end I raise my voice a little bit because if I say what you doing man then that's like almost accusing somebody so put a nice little high-pitched thing at the end of your words so hey what you doing man and it's just a nice casual way to tell someone hi number three is how is it going how is it going but we don't say how is it going we smush the words together and say how's it going how's it going how's it going how's it going man doing all right that's number five how's it going man doing all right so those are very casual ways to just if you haven't seen anybody in a little bit of time you could certainly say that to a friend hey doing all right doing all right that's number five I'm actually skipping to number five doing all right all good that's number four sorry I'm going kind of quickly so a lot of these can be combined as kind of a easy way to say hi to a friend hey what you doing everything going all right hopefully that makes sense but we and I think it's in any language we often will smush the words together all good all good doing all right how's it going 
So you can mix any of those five together. What you doing? How's it going? What you doing? How's it going? So hopefully that'll put you at ease when saying hi to someone and make you sound a little more casual. What's up? What's going on? How's it going? Doing all right? But if you want to sound more like an American, I don't think they say this stuff in England. So we're speaking the right way here. Hopefully this helps with all of your hellos. What's up? Notice that one. That's number one. What's up? But I literally just said an S-U-P. What's up? What's up? So that's how some of those work, like really shortened. What's up? What you doing? How's it going? All good? You good? You good? You good? Doing all right? So let's talk about when you're going to leave that friend you've just seen some more casual ways to leave a friend. And you could say goodbye, bye, obviously. Most people know that. But you could say, see ya, see ya. It's, it's see you later, but we just shortened it to see ya. Or it could be just later. See ya, later. Later dude, later man. You could add some of those things at the end catch you later. Some people say that. Catch you later. Catch you later. Um, I often say in my class, I say adios. Of course, that's Spanish. But when my students are leaving, a lot of times I'll say, hey, adios. See you later. Catch you later. See you soon. So there's a, a bunch of those that I just rattled off really quickly when you're saying goodbye to someone. Hey, Nice talking to you. See you later. Nice talking to you. That's a little bit more formal, but still not like you'd say to your grandmother. So not that formal. Take care. When someone leaves, you can definitely say, hey, take care. Nice seeing you. Good talking to you. See you later. See ya. Have a good one. That comes from have a good day, but a lot of people who speak English, we've heard have a good day so much, we can just shorten it to, hey, have a good one. See ya, have a good one. Um, I mentioned later, and a lot of the younger kids, since I'm an old man, I don't say this, but I will occasionally hear my students who are like 13 and 14 say this. They'll, they'll be like, peace, peace, peace out, see ya. Peace out. So I didn't actually number these. Sorry, I, I did have them numbered, but I kind of got on a roll and were saying them quickly, just like you would if you're saying goodbye to someone. So I hope that helps. There were about nine of them in total. I can go over them really quickly, okay? One more time. See ya. Catch you later. Bye. Adios. Nice talking to you. Take care. Have a good one. Later. See ya. Peace. I think I repeated see ya. Hopefully that helps make you sound a little bit more American if that's what you want. As I was just thinking, I should have had the goodbyes come last. Have the goodbyes come last. Have the hellos come first. And then have the thank yous in the middle. 
I should have organized that better. But we will end with other ways to say thank you. So thank you always works. If it's something pretty special, you probably want to say thank you. If it's a little thing, you could always say thanks. Perfectly acceptable. Thanks, man. Thanks, dude. Thanks, bruh. Short for brother. Thanks, bruh. I don't say that. I think they say that out on the West Coast a little bit more. Thanks, bro. Thanks, bro. So those are some things you can attach pretty much at the end of everything. See ya, man. If you're saying goodbye. What's up, dude? So dude, man, brah, bro, brother. All of those work. But if you're saying thank you to someone, you could mix it up and say, appreciate it appreciate it appreciate it oftentimes we just leave the a off appreciate it thanks man oh sweet thanks sweet could add that there somebody gives you a little something oh thanks man maybe they let you go in front of them in line oh thank you sir i say that sometimes too sir definitely in the southern part of the united states sir and ma'am are used more often you can always stick a, a sir at the end, and it doesn't necessarily mean someone who's older than you. I often call my students, just to be polite, sir, ma'am, just a little bit of a touch there. Not everybody does it, but you're perfectly fine to say, oh, thanks, sir, thanks, sir. Especially if you don't know them, that might be nice to say too, but even if you do know them. Um, saying thank you, you could say, you're the best. You're the best. Keep it light. You know, keep that inflection. Keep your voice a little bit raised. But, oh, thanks. You're the best. And you can mix some of these just like I did. Oh, thanks. You're the best. Oh, sweet. Thanks. You're the best. Hopefully, you can work that in there. But it's all, it's all kind of quick. And we don't enunciate. We don't say every word with some of these very informal things. Like I said... I'm sure you do the same in your language. Thanks so much is another one. Oh, thanks so much. Thanks, man. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. And one that you could pull out every so often. Oh, I owe you one. I owe you one. I owe you one. That means like I need to get you back. You did a nice thing for me. I'm going to do the same thing later. I owe you one. So just let's review. I'll rattle them off. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. Sweet. Thanks. You're the best. Thanks so much. I owe you. I owe you one, dude. I owe you one. So hopefully that gave you just a nice, quick way to say goodbye, hello, thank you, and thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, hit that subscribe button. Hit that thumbs up. Leave a comment love hearing from you guys it really makes me think like oh this is actually helping someone and so many people have been awesome about doing that so thank you so much and i will see you guys next time
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, as you can see, once again, I'm in my car. It's pretty early in the morning for some people, I guess. It's about eight o'clock, but my family is still sleeping. So I don't want to go into my room where I normally film because it might wake them up. So I'm in the car where the audio is pretty good. The lighting not so good. But in today's video, what I would like to do is another starter pack. I did one a couple days ago. So there are some very basic terms. But even if you are more advanced, I'd like to think that I'm giving you some facts and speaking kind of conversationally, big word there. So it'll help with your English listening comprehension. In today's video, I'd like to talk about three main things. Basic colors, numbers from 1 to 100, and the alphabet. And the reason I'm making this is when I first started learning Italian, I would have loved something like this. Simply where someone is counting from 1 to 100 or saying the alphabet. So these will be some very basic terms, but for most of the segments, I'll have a little bit of maybe trivia about how Americans feel about a certain number or a certain color. So let's get right into it. We'll start with colors. Now Crayola, I believe, is an American company, and they put out boxes of crayons. And in their most basic box, they have eight colors. So I picked these eight colors to focus on. So the first color I'd like to talk about is red. And one common thing in the United States, and I think it's different around the world, but red means stop. So our stop signs are red, and they are octagons, which means they have eight sides. We will maybe talk about them later in the numbers part. Octagon, eight sides. And then they also, when you're driving, we will have a red stoplight. So if you are driving in the United States and you see something red, that is meant to give you some caution. Like, Either you should stop or you should think about stopping because there's also a yield sign, which is partly red and partly white. Yield, if you see a yield sign in the United States, it means you have to look at the other way. And if a car is coming, you yield to them, meaning you let them go first. If nobody is coming, you don't have to stop, slow down, make sure it's safe, and then proceed. Yellow is the next color I would like to do. 
And since I'm a teacher, I figured, excuse me, I should talk about yellow school buses. And from some friends of mine, I I mentioned him a lot, Aroni, um, he said one of his dreams, I'm sure he has many more dreams than this, but he would like to one day ride on a yellow school bus. And I've tried to tell him it is not that fun, actually. There are no bathrooms on the bus. There's no air conditioning. So when it's hot out, you're hot inside. There is heating, though, in Maine. It would be just cruel if we didn't have any heating in the buses because it gets pretty cold. But other than that, it's a pretty bumpy, noisy, sometimes smelly ride. Black and blue are the two next colors I would like to do. And if uh, somebody has bruising on their skin, we might call that a black and blue mark. You know, when like the, the blood starts, you can just see it under the skin and it turns like a purplish. But we say that's a black and blue. And a lot of little kids, you know, running around all the time, their legs are marked up with lots of black and blues. But in the United States, black is also um, the color you don't want to see on a cat if it crosses your path. If you are superstitious in the United States and a solid black cat crosses in front of you, some people worry that they are going to have bad luck. The next color, blue, obviously all around the world, the sky is blue. And one uh, thing American children asks, ask their parents often, and this might be all around the world, is, Mom, Dad, why is the sky blue? And for years, I didn't know how to answer that. But luckily, if you ask Siri, why is the sky blue? She has a pretty detailed answer. Or the next color I would like to do is white. And it is March 1st, as I am filming this. And where I live, there is way too much white because we still have a lot of snow on the ground. But in American culture, white is often associated with weddings. For instance, the bride will often wear a white dress. And that is tradition. And years ago, it meant purity and innocence. I'm not sure how much that means, uh, purity and innocence today. But it is tradition for most brides in a wedding to wear a white dress. And I guess maybe the opposite of purity we'll talk about for green. And um, some people at one time, maybe some still do, used to think that the green M&M's and a pack of M&M's, I think those are around the world, M&M's, I'll flash a a picture. They're little chocolate candies with a, a candy shell on the outside and chocolate in the middle. But the green ones were aphrodisiacs. And since this is a YouTube channel made for all ages, I will ask you to uh, look up aphrodisiac. But the color green is sometimes associated with green M&Ms. The next color, orange. Orange. In English, the color orange and the fruit that is orange have the same name. 
So you can see the color orange or you can eat an orange. I know that is not the same in all languages. And one, I guess, interesting thing about the word orange is that supposedly nothing rhymes with orange in English. If you can think of something, leave a comment. But to my knowledge, nothing rhymes with orange in English. And the last color, purple. My wife's favorite color, purple. And when I ask my students at the beginning of the year to get to know them better, what their favorite color is, I would say most years, purple is the favorite color of the majority of people. Purple has been traditionally known as a royal color. Often royalty of Europe wore purple, and at times, nobody else was allowed to wear purple. But luckily, in the United States, we don't have kings and queens, and that is not something we have to worry about. So I might have left off like brown and gray, but does anybody really care about those colors? Brown, such a nasty color. I think if we took a poll on favorite colors, brown, that would have to come in last, right? So let's do the alphabet next. And I don't know how important the alphabet is for learning a language. Um, if you're coming from like Italian or French, Spanish, Portuguese, our German, our letters are more or less the same. So I will say the letters A through Z. But if you don't memorize the alphabet, if you don't know exactly what letter we have, we have 26, but if you don't know them exactly in the order, I don't know if it's a big, big deal, but certainly if you're coming from a language that doesn't use the same letters like Russian or Ukrainian or Japanese, of course, you probably want to get familiar with these letters, but I'm not saying memorize this. Little kids sing a song in the United States to learn the order and the order really doesn't matter but I am not going to sing because I can't sing but I will say the alphabet A through Z right I hope I don't sing it is kind of natural for probably me to sing the alphabet song but I will do my best just to say the letters here we go A B C D E F G H I J K L M N O P we usually say that all in a row. L-M-N-O-P. Q-R-S-T-U-V-W-X-Y-Z. We say Z in the United States. I know in other countries they might call it something different, but we are not in other countries, are we? This is an American English show. So I'll do it one more time without saying the L-M-N-O-P part. I'll just say the alphabet. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. And last but not least, we say that sometimes, last but not least. So even though this comes last, it doesn't mean it's the least important. So last but not least, 
let's get to our numbers. And I will eventually count one to 100, no interruptions. So if you are trying to learn the numbers, I think that will be helpful. You can maybe rewind, listen, rewind, listen, just so you get the idea. But before we do that, I'd like to give a little fact about each of the numbers, just like I did with the colors. So number one, number one could have said many things about number one, but um, in the United States, if you tell someone that you have to go number one, that is a way to tell them that you have to, hmm, how should we say this? Um, pee, take a leak, whiz. So those are all euphemisms on um, getting rid of the urine in your body. Number two, I could have talked about how number two is also a bathroom number, but I won't. I'll let you figure that one out, number two. But I looked up the most famous duos in American history, duos. That's what we call a group of two people, a duo. And according to one website, the most famous duo in the United States of all time is Tom and Jerry. Very popular cartoon when I was growing up in the 1970s and 80s. I don't think kids watch it as much, but back in the day, Tom and Jerry was very popular. Number three, there are so many things I could have talked about for number three, but what I want to talk about are the meals that we eat in the United States every day. If you're not familiar, we start the day with breakfast, and then we have lunch at around noon, and then we have dinner at the end of the day. But um, some people, depending on where they live in the United States, they might call dinner supper. So you might hear those two terms, dinner or supper, but both mean the last meal of the day. Number four. Four is often a lucky number in the United States, and I'm not sure if this comes from Ireland. The U.S. has had many Irish immigrants in its history, but in the United States now, it is said to be lucky if you find a four-leaf clover. Most of the clovers have three leaves, but four is a lucky number when it comes to four-leaf clovers. Five was an easy one for me. Five Guys is a very popular burger chain in the United States. It's a little more expensive than McDonald's or Burger King. So it will take you a little bit longer to get your food, but it is worth it. And I hear Five Guys might be popping up in other places in Europe, but Five Guys, very popular hamburger restaurant in the United States. Number six, I'm not sure if this is something that happens around the world, but you might hear some Americans say, hmm, I have a sixth sense about this. I have a sixth sense about this. Not easy to say. So, of course, all around the world, you know, most people um, are born with their five senses. You know, the sight, smell, taste, touch, hearing. Did I say them all? All five? You know the five. But 
um, there is sometimes a sixth sense that people talk about, and we call it a hunch in English. You just have like a feeling about something, like maybe something is going to go wrong, and you might say, ooh, I got a bad feeling about this. I got a hunch about this. So some people will say that there is actually a sixth sense. Some people don't believe it. But you just have like a bad feeling or sometimes a good feeling. But a sixth sense is something you might hear in English. Seven, pretty easy one for me. We have seven days in our week on our calendar in the United States. I think a lot of countries have seven days. Not all, but a lot of countries do. And so I would just like to say the seven days of the week in English, slowly. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We also have eight planets in the solar system. And we all share the same solar system. But you might have different names for the planets. So I thought eight planets, let's say them in English. And I will go from closest to the sun to furthest from the sun. Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, my favorite planet, Uranus, and Neptune. Sometimes Neptune and Uranus are, are in different, you know, distances from the sun. Um, we used to have Pluto, but when I was a kid, <clears throat> there were nine planets. But now, they took Pluto away. Pluto, that little one, furthest away from the sun. Nine. If I'm doing an American countdown, more or less, or, oh, I talked about countdown before. We're counting up. Sorry, this is not a countdown. Countdown is 10, 9, 8. So this is a count up, and we don't say count ups. But if I'm doing an American list of numbers, nine has to be baseball. Baseball at one time was called America's pastime. And a pastime is like a hobby. So America's pastime, also it was said, baseball is as American as apple pie. A lot of Americans think apple pie is very American. So I thought, since each baseball team brings nine players out on the field, we should talk just a little bit about baseball. And I have been asked by some people to do a couple episodes on American sports, what they mean to Americans, baseball, American football. I won't talk about soccer because we're not very good at it. Not a lot of people watch soccer in the United States. But baseball is very popular with older people and not so much with the younger generation. It seems like it's a little bit too slow. But there are nine players on the baseball field, and I will go over them right now. You have a pitcher, you have a catcher, first base, second base, third base, right field, center field, left field. And finally, 10. To some, that is a perfect number. If you are in the Olympics and your sport is judged by numbers, there's a good chance if you get a 10, perfect routine. You did an amazing job. 10s are very rare. 
Some people in the United States, I don't do this, but some people judge other people by their looks. And if a guy or a girl is a 10, if you hear about that, that means they are very attractive. But I say you should not, you should look at what's on the inside rather than the outside. But you might hear some guys refer to a woman as a dime. And that means that she is really good looking. The ladies might do the same, not sure. But 10 is perfection to some. But I have a friend whose daughter turns 10 on Monday. And it was a big thing for her because she is officially two full hands. So 10 great number all around and of course it's the first one that you need all 10 fingers for to show so now i will end this video by simply counting to 100 but i do think it could be helpful if you want to learn how to count to 100 you can just keep replaying this and eventually you'll know how one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, 43, 44, 45, 46, 47, 48, 49, 50. 51, 52, 53, 54, 55, 56, 57, 58, 59, 60, 61, 62, 63, 64, 65, 66, 67, 68, 69, 70, 71, 72, 73, 74, 75, 76, 77, 78, 79, 80, 81, 82, 83, 84, 85, 86, 87, 88, 89, 90, 91, 92, 93, 94, 95, 96, 97, 98, 99, 100. Whew, I didn't realize how out of breath I might be after 100. I tried to make that as smooth as possible, but I had to take some breaths there every now and then. So I hope this was helpful, even if you are a little more advanced. Hopefully you get something out of this video. If you're still sticking with me, Thank you so much. Don't forget, subscribe, like button, all that stuff. Thank you guys for being so awesome to me, and I will see you next time.